We're live. Welcome to Painkiller Nearly Episode 34 with Kyle and Woody. And Mark is here, but he doesn't talk much. No, no. He's going to keep him quiet, as like we always do. <laughs> he's supposed to do these things. <laughs> he is supposed to do these he's things. He's supposed to do these things. And I think Chiz has done more of these than he has. I, Chiz isn't even a host, but, but it, I think he's been on more of these than, uh, than Taylor. I, Taylor's a busy man. Just throwing he's, it out there. If you were to hypothetically give him shit on the subreddit, um, you wouldn't be banned for that. Where are you on PKN, etc.? Yeah, I and mean, he'll never watch this either. So it, no, he does. I mean, <laughs> totally he's got his insane. national security uh, uh, responsibilities to take care of. Mm -hmm. He's got that bodyguard job that he does part time. I think that's Saturday nights. He's got what else was there? It's I know there was something. I know he was like transferring organs around a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. That was a job he had. He was he was riding a motorcycle for that for some reason. So he stays busy. Every time so. Obama has to visit Iraq, who do you think they call? Yeah, they need. They send him in ahead. Um, <laughs> he uh, he talks to the locals, make sure it's all it's going to be all safe. He's a linguist. Most people don't know that about Taylor. <laughs> uh, dude, I like Farsi. starting the show without an ad. You do? I feel like the ads are like the the advertisers are getting too demanding, right? Like it, people don't know behind the scenes. We probably eh, they're not going to watch this either. <laughs> behind the scenes. Like, every week the advertisers are asking for more and more and more. Meanwhile, Bill Burr can just, like, shit on the advertiser and, like, they just come back for more and, and get a big kick out of it. We make a joke about anime and all of a sudden, it's not cool. Crunchyroll didn't like us uh, uh, poking fun at, uh, at anime as much early on, but they seem to have liked our ads of late. But we're really, uh, really putting a lot into these ads of late. So I don't know. Um, you know, we'll 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 sign another contract with them, and uh, I think everybody will be everyone will be happy at the end of the year. I just don't want to spend the first nine minutes of every show advertising. Well, uh, that, that's is. a fair point. Maybe we we could trim it down some. Try to yeah. try to be more concise, more to the point, I suppose. Um, and we've watched a couple of those trailers. We probably don't need to watch another trailer. Um, I think we should. Pro I think the only real answer is if we all came dressed as our favorite anime character. <laughs> that would be that cool. Would be <laughs> you in the costumes, but yeah, yeah. I like I, costumes. You do. <laughs> I, if we all came dressed as an anime character, that would be an awesome way to advertise the show without like just fucking turning it into a four-hour crunchy roll ad. Yeah, I. I whatever. Um, I I'll, I'll have to do some looking into that. Maybe I could get one of those suits with all the uh, like, like uh, from Attack on Titan that that somehow magically makes you fly through the air like Spider Man. We never did figure <laughs> out how those work. Right. I think they they got like air, compressed air in there or something. But yeah, maybe we should trim there, those ads down a bit. Definitely a uh, a power component because they run out sometimes. Although in in uh, in our defense, I I feel like we make the ads pretty entertaining because. I mean, we, we, we start with like a script to work with and then try to try to expound upon that, try to flesh it out and make it feel natural and fun. And, and you know, we generally do crack some jokes as we go. So do our best. Yeah, do our best. I think we did a good job. We just uh, they could be shorter, though. If it was really 15 minutes last time, that's too long. Did you? I, I probably exaggerated. Your last video was strong. Now, that Mercedes wasn't supposed to catch on fire. I didn't want it to catch on fire. Now, um, why? You always destroy cars. Well, I wanted to use it for another uh, video that I was shooting at the end of that day. That was the first thing we filmed that day, uh, and I wanted to be able to use the bins for the cannonball, mor uh, the bowling ball mortar. And I did, in fact, use it for the bowling ball mortar, but it was after the car was nothing but, you know, a shell. That f um, it it was uh, it wasn't supposed to burn up. I doused the inside water, and uh, I I normally got like a water truck there, but the the hose broke on it, so I couldn't get the thing out. So. 
We did have our chipmunk fireman run in there and try to do the best. Completely he could. incompetent chipmunk fireman. He got he got pretty uh, frightened, I think, when that paint <laughs> started jetting toward him. So did, he yeah, he ran off, and <laughs> it, like as a viewer at first, I was like, you know, like, oh, why is he running away from that? And I was like, you know. Actually, in real life, that was a pretty big fucking explosion. Like, if, if aerosol cans were exploding 18 inches from me, I'd get some distance, too. And and like, the, uh, what he did was completely reasonable. Yeah, he just, shot a fireball, like, two or three feet long, like, at him. Just like... Yeah! Oh. And, and part of me was like, dude, you're making a big deal out of that? I was like, well, actually, just because Kyle almost dies every video doesn't mean that that's normal behavior. And That was funny. Yeah, uh, I didn't see any of that until after the fact. <laughs> I um, I could hear them popping behind me, kind of mm -hmm. going off from the heat, but uh, I didn't know that it had done that to him. I didn't expect that either. Like to me, like you needed to puncture it near a flare for it to um, to do anything. Sorry about my lighting. And but it actually, you just heat them up enough, and they start popping and going. Yeah, they cook off. They cook off. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we burnt that car down to nothing. It uh, the wheels actually melted uh, into like puddles. And uh, and then we shot it with the bowling ball mortar later. We shot in one door and out the other. So it was pretty cool. We had a good time. I got a question for you. So um, that video was actually, a lot of times your videos are shot like a month before they go up. But that one, it wasn't the case. It was actually shot just a couple days before it went up. Mm -hmm. I know how hard you worked to make that happen. Like people might not get that. Like, heck, just the um, the toilets hanging. Like did you... That's a I was lot out, of work. I was out there. It was dark, and I just turned the dome light on on the truck and just worked in the dark by myself hoisting those for... Dome uh, light is a, not a suitable light for... Why didn't you turn the headlights on? Um, because they, the, the toilets were in the back of the truck, so I didn't have to hoist them quite as far up. So I started there and then attached the ropes and strings and hoisted and then tied them off, and it was that, easier that way. That makes sense. So, like, you spent more than one day working kind of sun up to sundown. To yeah, get that thing done. Is. Yeah. Now, what people might guess but don't know is some of your other days are the polar opposite of that. It's oh, yeah. literally just oh, like, totally. yeah. like, are you on that couch? Is that where you play like Civ and stuff like that? Where, um, right, yeah, I play I'm Civ at? here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got like my gaming PC down there and like a, a little table that this arm is attached to. And then I've got my, my big comfy couch. Like, I've always liked that. I've always liked doing uh, any kind of work like this from a non-traditional... Like, like, I can't imagine sitting at Kyle desk a desk Kyle is a console PC gamer, if there's such a thing, right? Like, yeah. he'll be a PC gamer, but keep the couch, because that's non-negotiable. <laughs> you know? And, but, so, um, I guess what I was going to get to with all this build-up is, like, didn't it feel good to work? Like, is, there's, there's certain, like, at the end of the day, let me make a short story long. We got some time. We got to, we'll go lefty style and just burn I know shit. I this. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, but it, yeah. Let me, let me do you this. Got a story? So, right. uh, I was watching a comedian. I, help me with his name. Ron Swanson. He's from Parks and Rec. Yeah, that's, um. Uh, with the mustache. Well. I think Ron Swanson is his, uh, his show his name. name. So I can uh, Google I can't. it. It's Molly Shant. Uh, I I, um, I knew it, and then when you said his character, Nick name, Offerman. Was... Nick yeah. Offerman. Okay, so Nick Offerman has a comedy special. Have you seen it? I have. All right. Uh, if people haven't seen it, the core of it is like the ten rules to being a successful man, or something close to that. And uh, and he'll lay something out there, and then um, 
and then like you know expand on it for 15 minutes or so and one of them was use intoxicants right now use intoxicants i don't think that's one that fits me but um mostly i was buying into his thing and uh, one of the things he said was this, he's like, you know, use intoxicants. When, you're, when you go out there and you build something with your hands, he was kind of describing woodworking, and you, know, you, you, you put a lot of effort into it and you make your thing, and at the end of the day, you've created something out of nothing, and then you sit back on your couch and you, you know, have a beer. It feels good. Intoxicants improve your life. And, uh, but he didn't say beer. He said, like, you know, you're intoxicant of choice. He's definitely, the implication was that, like, go pot, right? That, that yeah. was the implication. But, but then he's like, on the other hand, you know, it, and, and he said something that burned into my head. He's like, no, I've run the numbers on this, or I've done the math on this, or something like that. When you use the intoxicants without the, you know, days of work, he's like, that just gets you depressed. And, um, um, like, I don't know, somehow that burned into my head. Like, yeah, like I can kind of see how that would work. Like a, a beer after mowing the yard or a beer after like a, a day's work or something. Like you've earned it, you reward yourself and you do a thing is, is this big win. But when you just do the beer, the beer, the beer, the beer, the beer, the beer, the joint, the beer, then that can lead to like, you know, a yuckier place. And I was just like, huh, I wonder... I don't know, but you typically don't run in like daily cycles like most people are. You run in like weekly cycles where you'll like bust your butt for a while and yeah. then relax your butt for a while. There's definitely something to be said about um, <coughs> the, the feeling of satisfaction after like having a full day of work where you like accomplished everything you wanted to do. Lately, it's been fucking awful. Like, so, so there was... There was that crazy buildup where I was preparing to film three or four videos in a really short period of time. Mm -hmm. uh, but then even even during that day where we filmed the Mark 47 and the bowling ball video that hasn't gone up yet, and, uh, and then another video that I can't recall right now, um, I was trying to get a paintball video done too. So uh, we ran out of daylight, <laughs> but I needed the thing up quickly. So I, was, I told uh, Eric and Chad, I was like, don't worry about it because they had a funeral the next day and they couldn't film. Um, I'll film it myself. I'll set up my tripod, get my lab mic out. I'll, I'll just do this whole thing myself. No problem. No sweat. And I was plagued by these little bullshit issues for like three or four days. It took me like four days to finally get the video done that I put up the other day. And, it took and forever. I know a lot of those issues were audio issues, yeah. which I, if you guys haven't made videos, it is difficult to get audio right. You know, it can be too quiet. It can it's, be too blown out. You don't really know. And in my case, anyway, I don't have good playback on site. So I see the bars move, but it's not until I get home that I really know if my audio is good or not. I fixed that now. I, all I had, now I've got, you know, I, I put a headset on so that I could be sure. And I'm listening back to myself and I'm listening to myself live. I'm talking into my lab mic and I'm mm -hmm. listening through it. And so, so now I've got it. But there were, um, there were can a couple I, of extra. something? Yeah. I have that too. And I don't trust it for my setup anyway. Like, it'll play back really quiet. And I'm like, is it quiet because I've got the volume too low on my camera? Should I be jacking up the volume on my camera in the playback? Or, like, what am I... I, I just never really know until I get home in a, like, well, pro setup. But go on. In any case, I screwed up the audio, like, two or three times. And it kept being this case where I would film the entire thing, think I was done, but there was one tiny piece wrong with it, which meant the entire thing had to be started over from scratch because it was like... Now we're going to shoot this kind, now we're going to shoot this, now we're going to shoot that, now we're going to change barrels and do this. And it was like, they, they just don't work if, like, 
if the time sequence isn't real, if you don't film it actually in sequence, you can't just be like, oh, well, this last segment doesn't have any audio. I'll just reshoot that part. You can't because it has to be part of a whole. So I ended up filming the thing, I think, five, maybe six times. Um, I went through 15 or 20 targets. Um, I went through three, two different locations. I drove probably a, a combined 100 miles. There were days that were wasted because I wasn't <laughs> aware that I had extra air and that uh, like Good Friday. You had which air is, all that time? Yeah, yeah, for like an a d- entire day was wasted because there was an air tank down here with 3,000 so PSI. So you went to get your air tank filled but couldn't because it was Good Friday and you had air. I didn't get that. That part of the story is new to we me. Ha- one thing to keep in mind is like I don't have one or two uh, paintball tanks. I've got like mm-hmm. a dozen, like literally like 12, 68 cubic inch tanks, and they're just everywhere, and they're in boxes, and eh, they all look the same. So I had some that had some air in them yeah. that I wasn't aware of. So that, that, it's not that like day, they turn red when they're full. No, they should. Uh, <laughs> That'd be nice. Uh, so so I wasted an incredible amount of time uh, with the audio issues, with video issues, but I finally filmed the thing. It was like, it's, and when I, when I was finally done, I was like, ah, oh, that was a lot of video I did. I just did nine and a half, a nine and a half minute video uh, by myself. So I got it done. Uh, and uh, I wanted to promote that paintball event in time and make sure that When's, everybody knew it was happening. Where is it going up? It's already up. It was that more FPS Russia video I did. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. Two or three days ago. So it took forever to film that thing. I was so happy when it was done. And when it was done, I, w- I did feel good. I was like, but it wasn't like, yeah, I did something good today. It was like, I'm done with you, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> fucking, like you're, you're no longer impacting my life. Like, you, you stupid fucking video. Like, the, uh, I didn't want to do that. I get three video. feelings, right? It, to me, that when I finish work, like some kind of accomplishment, w- one of three things can happen. It could be the two you describe, either, uh, you know, like, I'm so proud of me, right? If it's a video or something, drop the mic, bitch. That one was hot. You know, I, this thing is going to go live and it's going to be well received. Or it can be like you said, like, you're so finished, motherfucker. I'm so glad this is done. It's past me, etc. cetera. And um, uh, then there's the third one, which is relief. Like, I didn't know if I could do that or not. I like the whole time I was nervous that there was total sure, failure. Yeah. And now that it didn't fail, uh, like I'm not proud. I'm just fucking relieved, relieved yeah. that it's not you know that it didn't ruin me. It could be that too. We um, but yeah, I was I was glad to be done with that thing. Uh, I know my I know my camera a lot better than I did before. I know my audio settings. That Panasonic one. Better. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. so now I know what I'm doing with the audio on that thing. God damn, that was annoying. It was so awful because I filmed I filmed it, and, and the, the the best part was like. I didn't change the settings. I feel like like gremlins or some cocksucker came in that night and like flipped all my inputs wrong because the first thing I filmed, which is like five minutes of talking, I look and the bars look great. Like, like I'm looking at the audio signature in the editing software and I'm like, this is fine and it sounds great. But then the next day, like I didn't change anything, but suddenly all the settings are wrong. That, that's what happened. Well, you transported it though. Yeah, but it's, it's like the, the, view, the, the view screen like covers that up when you close it. Like there's mm. no way for it to get bumped and flipped. Okay. It shouldn't be changed, and they're like hard, clicky switches. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I have um, I have a camera in that class too, and uh, you can still mess it up. I'm, I'm sure that I definitely did. I definitely yeah. messed it up. Yeah, yeah. or someone I, did. I started to like DSLRs. Like, in, so I, I went through this. Fa- I used a DSLR at first, and then I used um, I have a Sony like uh, camcorder type thing. That's um, I mean, it was a lot. It was like a ten thousand dollar camera. But I almost like the DSLR more now because the color comes out so right. You know, when I have to color correct it myself, sometimes I can't pull out of it what I'm supposed to. I'm sure 
someone more talented could, but sometimes I can't. Like, but with the DSLR, mm. right out of the camera, the thing's freaking amazing. So um, sometimes I use that. Yeah. Well, the uh, other one's more for high-speed stuff anyway. I, 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 at least I feel like that's where it shines. That's cool that it does that. Yeah, but you're um, but back back to you. Like, it, you're blessed with a non-traditional life, right? And and I, blessed, and I'm not that religious, but but like that's the coolest part of this whole YouTube thing for me. Like, the money is great and everything, but the you know what's really cool is that like. You know, I don't have a Monday meeting at 1 p.m. every day where I try and convince my boss that I'm awesome for him. I I, I sort of get to. It's not like it's less work, you know. Like it, it, we're doing this at 8 p.m. tonight, and you know the reason is that I was working up until it. We were supposed to do it at 6:30. It's not like I'm not working. I'm busy, but um, I don't know. I just really like that I can. I like it. It's like it's my decision to work or not work. Yeah, and, definitely so, and uh, I. At times, I mean, it's 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 harder, but a lot of times it's easier, and it's always different. So, it's uh, it's my it's my style. I li- I like doing stuff like this. Yeah, but um, I like in watching you from afar. You take weekly cycles instead of daily cycles. Like you'll chill for two weeks, and then you'll bust your butt for two weeks, and then you'll yeah. you know. It's it's whenever somebody gives me a deadline that I've actually got to hit, I, I that. Oh no! That's when I usually actually have. The last oh am I not did I break up or something? You did, yeah. Uh, let's see, internet connection but problem. Good There's now. a problem with your internet connection. Okay. Uh, I was just gonna say, like, whenever I've got a deadline, like whenever we do something like the CMMG video where it's like, uh, you know, they're coming, you know, they flew those guns down for me. Uh, it's like we're gonna be there on this day, uh, this time, you know, this is this is how this deal works, blah blah blah. And it's like, all right, well. People are showing up, on, uh, <laughs> and, and if I'm not ready, then it's going to be embarrassing. So that's that's usually my, my, my biggest motivating factor. It's like, well, I got to get my shit together. I, need, I there better be a chest full of ammo, and there better be like a cooler full of sodas, and there better also be five different things to do with this rifle, and you know, an extra thing in case something goes wrong, and two sights for it, and a suppressor for it, and tools for it, and it's just it took me weeks to for get that, everything. The, the gun we're talking about—that's that AR-15-ish AK-47. <clears throat> Yeah, it's um I don't know if I can ask this. Did you get paid in money or guns or both? Both. Both. So yeah. how, did you get two of them? You typically ask for two. Yeah, I uh I'm getting a machine gun uh that's exactly like what I was shooting in the video and mm-hmm. uh the semi-auto and in one of the semi-automatic versions. So hopefully in the future I can make, you know, more videos with it and show off technical stuff about it and stuff like that. Yeah. If for some reason a gun manufacturer is watching this, Kyle likes two guns just in case something goes wrong. Yeah, you know they you, brought four, they brought me four um, oh. for the shoot. Uh, that's what I always say. I'm like, just please bring two in case something goes wrong. Because a lot of times it will, and it's it's not it's nothing. It's not to say the product is bad. Usually, there's been a couple of instances where the product was glitchy, but most of the time it's just my luck. It's like if something can go wrong, it will. If if there's you know, your luck, and then one thing that non-gun people might not know is brand new guns. That is, you know, guns that have only had like one or two rounds put through them are often less reliable than guns that are just kind of broken in a little bit. They, they just start sliding a little better. They start feeding a little better after a couple hundred rounds. Yeah, definitely so. A lot, and, and that's also like sometimes they'll bring you a brand new gun that's never really been used too much, and sometimes they'll bring their demo gun, which is the gun that they bring out to shows, and they're like, hey, you want to shoot, hmm. uh, shoot our gun? Because this is the one that has shot 20,000 rounds, and we've had to put a new barrel on it, and it's going to shoot 20,000 more. 
Uh, so you get. A, I, I've shot a little bit of both. It's almost uh, like neither of those are right. Do you, do no, you have any with a thousand through it? Because <laughs> that'll be a great gun. You know, the yeah, brand see, new it, one and the worn out one. Yeah, there both could be of those are risky. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't too long ago. Uh, they, a company brought me a gun. I won't say which one, but um, it had had about twenty five thousand rounds through it, and and it was just worn out. The barrel was. And uh, we shot a target at the end of the video. Um, it's not on the video, but we shot a target, and it, the bullets were keyholing. They were tumbling mm. in the air, and they were hitting sideways. So instead of a, a hole where the bullet you know, spun straight through like a football, imagine a football hitting something sideways and, and making that kind of a pattern. So uh, sometimes they're completely shot out. Sometimes they're, uh, they're brand spanking new and way too tight. And it's a little bit of everything, so but we need to make it work. are kind of considered worn out-ish around 20,000, 25,000 rounds. Is a rifle about that too? I don't think it's. It, I think it takes a lot fewer rounds. I know with like, like high, and I'm no expert at this, but I know with like uh, expensive target rifles, they usually talk about the barrel life of those being like several thousand rounds, like eight to twelve thousand rounds or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know to be honest. I've mm -hmm. never. A, a lot of times, it, at it the depends risk of on another. I don't know. Do shotguns last longer or not as long? Yeah, as shotguns last forever. Yeah. It, okay. The uh, the the twist of the bullet through the rifling slowly degrades the barrel, but with a shotgun, you're just shooting lead pellets, you know, through a smooth bore, and it's it's not as big of an issue. So, yeah, the things that kill shotguns, to my knowledge, are usually misuse. Like I've got yeah. one that's uh, on its last legs, and I'm not the first owner. It was kept behind a bar and drink after drink after drink has been spilled on it and then left there and you know it's coated with oil and stuff and should work okay but that'll kill a shotgun yeah yes. yeah it's um i i've never and one of those things that'll like affect the barrel life is like how in what manner did you put those ten thousand rounds through your barrel was it always as a machine gun as fast as it would spit them out Mm -hmm. Or was it slow, repetitive target shooting over the course of 10 years? You know, I, that definitely matters as well. Uh, but I've never shot the barrel out of a gun, any of my guns anyway. Uh, It'd be hard because your shooting is spread across 100 guns. It is, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, that, that, that's part of it. Like, um, I don't... Uh, I, I bet I could I, name the guns that you really pull out most. Like, the fully auto AK-47. That seems to be a gun that you just enjoy making go bang. Yeah, we're in, and it always works. I don't have to worry about it getting right. uh, mucked up or anything. Fully auto is often not that reliable. Um, you know, machine guns can be picky about a lot of things. They could be. It's a. It's like a. It's a machine. And, Except uh, that AK, which you can just beat the heck out of, and it, yeah. that. I have a little gun envy of Kyle, um, and that one is near the top of the list. You know, he has this, more expensive guns probably, but that one I I like. Yeah, that AK is like seven hundred bucks or something like that. But the, um, I don't know, this, this Mark 47 that I'm getting is like a $3,000 rifle. Um, I guess it's, it's not that much, uh, closer to two. But uh, it's, a really, it's, it's a much better uh, uh, deal than the AK, I think, in the long run. There's a few little drawbacks, but for the most part, I really like it. They, uh, it depends what you're doing with it, too. Like that AK, it, it, if you want to break 15 toilets at once... It's hard mm -hmm. to beat that AK. It's going to break every. You know, it's going to shoot every time. It's going to do what you want. The ammo's not too expensive, and um, uh, I had an. Oh, you don't have to aim it totally accurately, right? You're shooting you know, toilets from nearby. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, if you want a gun that's going to whatever shoot a penny from a hundred yards, then that's probably not the gun you want to get. You want yeah, something different. Probably not. A lot of AKs aren't aren't all that accurate. The, that Mark Forty Seven thing that that CMMG work makes. 
the uh, the hundred yard groups from that were like an inch and a half shooting Hornady ammunition. Uh, so it's fairly accurate, but it's you know it uses any kind of AK-47 magazine. And I think in the past, what people would do when they were making an AR-15 shoot that round, the AK round, is they would alter a 5.56 bullhead, and it just doesn't leave enough material left after mm-hmm. you've sized it out. And what they did instead was start with an AR-10 bullhead, or a bolt carrier group, the whole bolt carrier group, really, and they shortened it. So it's the 308 bolt carrier group, and there's a lot more meat on that uh, that thing when they start carving. So it's a, it's, it's, it's a much better, much more reliable system. It's, it's still direct impingement. Uh, and there's, it doesn't have a, uh, a bolt hold open feature when the magazine's empty, but other than that, it's, it's pretty badass. Um, I was going to ask about something, I forget. Oh, we could do a touch of house talk. House is almost done. Uh, yeah. If you guys are watching this a week delayed, like if you're not Patreon, it might be done. I, um, they're trying to have it done by Thursday, because I told them if it wasn't done by Thursday, they wouldn't be paid till like Tuesday, because I'm flying Friday and Monday. So it's like, if you don't get Thursday, we're pushing out the Tuesday, and they're, they're trying to hit that. Um, it's Monday as I say this. So that, like, it just feels really close. I don't think they'll hit it. But um, mm. just the same. Like, Especially you know, if you're not around. <clears throat> yeah, but just the same. Like, if they miss Thursday, like, it, it, if they miss Thursday, they'll hit, like, Friday or Monday. You know, like, that's how close we're getting. The pool table's coming on Wednesday. Um, the cleaning crew is there right now, just, like, sweeping and mopping and getting all the dust out and stuff and um but i don't know the house just feels so much better i was looking at my kitchen now my kitchen's been covered with plastic and cardboard and crap for a long time and um when i saw it today like this popped in my head this thought like this is a pretty cool kitchen like this must be nice to live here mm-hmm. right <laughs> i like the idea that it's my house and that i'll get to live there i'm gonna is, make a sandwich right there no right it, there it was like that was far-fetched like this is just a project i take on every day <laughs> the notion of me living there like it just like i kind of gave up on that and um but it's you know it's really been it's been a long journey uh it'll that'll be good though you'll get back from the paintball trip and you'll hopefully be very very close to completion over there yeah jackie's goal she wants to have the furniture delivered while i'm gone she's like i think that'd be a nice surprise you know have the furniture delivery guys come in on like that friday or monday or saturday i don't know and um and while i'm traveling you just come back and the whole place is furnished yeah well largely furnished yeah so Uh, i'm glad that the whole thing's wrapping up for you it's going to be uh cool to finally see some woody's lab videos if you're still considering doing that when you finally get moved in and have access to all your land and toys i am still considering yeah it actually just 10 minutes ago as we were talking about your stuff i um i gave you the diesel balloon idea and uh maybe it's a bad idea i don't know but i was like if he doesn't want it fuck it on to woody's lab <laughs> you're more than welcome to do it <laughs> just don't think it will work i think the balloons will dissolve from the diesel and or if you simply struck a balloon with a bullet it would just pop like a water balloon and spill um, but that was like part of, oh, uh, if there I were a two fire things. source right next to it, it would, it, pop, it would do less than a spray paint can. This needs to be tested. I, <laughs> yeah. I want the idea was to augment the spray paint can and like, you know, add to it. We'll see, uh, how this goes. I have found it is easier to simply tape another spray paint can. A second the- spray paint. I, <laughs> and but then it, another. There's something another. about the enormous black smoke flame of diesel that i like a lot 
Okay. You know, it adds a certain effect. Um, no, no, this just needs to be. This needs to be tested. You need a better way of rupturing the diesel container and uh, and atomizing the diesel into the air. I do like what you're saying about atomizing the diesel. My the the idea was born of like like so picture that Mercedes with spray paint cans on the side. Mm-hmm. If there were diesel balloons on top of it to sort of leak and cover the car with diesel on you know because you can't just cover the car with diesel because the um uh you, you won't be able to control when they fi- when they catch on fire because you've got the tor- the um road flares on there. But if you have a balloon and a road flare, then you can pop the balloon and it'll hit the I road think that flare. Would just, and, but that would just add more fire, just sort of... And black smoke and, yeah, it turn oh, into a well. whole event. The whole neighborhood would notice. You, you, you should like try it. that. I don't like it. I don't, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, and because the goal is... It's to, to bet against you on this topic. But if we wanted to... Because I don't just want to burn the car. Burning the car is easy. I want, like every time a bullet goes off for there to be a big fireball, which is, I, there weren't even supposed to be road flares. I had, uh, I had ordered a uh, hundred rounds of incendiary ammo, which explodes when you hit the target. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I got duds from uh, a new, it, it wasn't the, the, the regular incendiary ammo supplier I usually use. It was a new guy and his stuff was duds, but In the what regular way were they guy, duds? did they not go boom or did they just not catch things on fire very well? Both. They just didn't, they acted like regular bullets. For oh, the okay. Most part. But a, a dud can also mean like a, like, What's worse than a squib, you know, at least a flat uh, out they, they went off. They shot stuff. They worked as normal bullets, but they didn't explode when they hit hard steel and, and stone like the, my I'm regular stuff. refund. What the hell, dude? Well, they were free to begin with. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, an, it was an accident on his part. Like, like, either It's one of two things. Either he just doesn't make very good incendiary ammo, in which case I won't say his company's name, or mm-hmm. he accidentally... I think that's it. I think his incendiary is just greatly inferior to the kind I normally use, mm-hmm. uh, because the kind I normally use, when you hit a piece of steel or a stone or something, it's a huge white flash that, you know, you just shoot a, prank, a spray paint can and it explodes into a big ball of fire. And that's what you want. Why is it sometimes, maybe you're not using incendiary. If you use regular ammo, you add torches to the spray paint. Exactly. That's, that's what I had to do. That's what mm. I was getting at. Like, um... But if you just want uh, fireballs and stuff, you know, I mean, it, you've got to have an explosive. You need, you need uh, like low velocity tannerite attached to those diesel cans. And then, you know, of course, the explosion and the heat pushes the, the diesel everywhere. And then you get a huge cloud, huge fireball. Mm. That's what you really want. <laughs> I finally got my lawn equipment working now. I've got a, uh, a flail mower, goes seven and a half feet at a time behind the tractor. And then the, um, the zero turn that mows six feet at a time. And to be honest, I'm not happy with that. I feel like I need a 12-foot-wide mower. <laughs> Sir? It, it does sound absurd, but I read someone online. He's like, if, I, if I'm mowing more than five acres, six feet just seems ridiculous. And I'm like, yeah, this guy's right. You know, I want to be mowing with a bat wing. Just <laughs> like that, that's what I'm talking about. I, apparently, my tractor is a little weak for a 15-foot bat wing, but for 12, it's, it's right there. So, um, well, get yourself a bat wing then, right? So, I'm just taking a breath. I'm like, all right, let's mow the yard, say more than once, and uh, and you know, make sure I'm making the right decision and then pull the trigger. Yeah, it's uh, that's a lot. Uh, most people don't use those unless they have like, like. I, that I've found, usually when people have big yards, you know, just a regular disc mower or a bush mower or something like your flail motor is good enough, but. 
your man whose time is valuable. Maybe you need, <laughs> maybe you need more. That, that's how Peter, I'm thinking. You're like, can we get some lasers on there? I want to cut this shit fast. Yeah, right? You know, like it... I, I I do prefer mowing with the tractor. I've discovered that. Hopefully, mow talk isn't too boring. But um, if I mow with the zero turn, then I'm kind of right in it, right? There's I, I've got a diesel zero turn lawnmower, and uh, and it's loud, and it's like we're just blasting all the time, and and when I turn around, like I'll drive through like a whiff of grass, and it's like. Like I got like a blast of snow, but it's grass and pollen and shit. And, and you're sort of right there in the, in the action. When I'm on the tractor, it's quieter. Like, it, it, you know, the, it's not as quiet as a car, but you're lifted. It's a little more refined. That whole mowing scene is happening like four or five feet below me and five feet behind me. Yeah. And uh, it's just humming back there. And I'm listening to Game of Thrones on the audiobook And... It's, uh, it, it, I guess it'd be like a loud convertible just driving around the yard. Um, whereas the f- zero turn is, I mean, you're mowing. I am 40 hours and 41 minutes into this book. I have six, uh, I have uh, seven hours to go, less than seven hours. Well, I thought I was going to catch you. That didn't happen. I thought. Because you did sort of like a working spree where you were busy all the time. And I thought maybe you weren't listening during that, but now you must have been. Yeah. So um, I have 21 hours to go. You say you have seven hours to go? Yeah. So I'm 14 hours behind you. I have? I think I've been... Actually, maybe I did this math wrong. Maybe it's six hours. No, I got it right. Because it's 47 47 and a half hours long, and I'm 40 hours and 40 minutes in. So just under seven hours. Okay. Yeah, I've got 21 hours, 5 minutes to go. And I need to finish by Sunday, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is some, I, I, I'll have to do some listening. Let me just think. On Monday, Tuesday, I already, this is Monday. So Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. That's 9 hours there, just from driving. So I have to find another, uh, I guess, what is that? 13 hours mm. of stuff i think well, the flight a, and the airport yeah. is gonna be good for five ish ah that seems excessive two hour flight um well there's it's like 40 minutes to the airport an yeah. hour waiting around two hour flight like you said baggage claim like to me a two hour flight soon. is a five hour ordeal you think that's an over you think i'm overestimating it uh it's just you can't listen to this stuff the whole time i feel like when i'm going through security and stuff i would be so afraid to be listening to game of thrones that someone would be saying be calling on me and i wouldn't hear them and they just tase me when i didn't answer tsa scary i like to be on my gate oh. on my a game when i go through that shit do you do the thing where you like pre-register with the tsa no i, I wonder if i'm too late to do that but i'm gonna try and do that tonight I don't mind the line. I don't either normally. Like like for example, we're flying on a Friday at like a noon flight or something. I think I'll just walk right through it. You got to check your gun. I don't think that's true. Paintball gun. Yeah, I think that if um, am I wrong? I, I flew with it a bunch of times. You, you just have to have the the cylinder off so it's not compressed and you can see in it, and mm. that it's otherwise okay. Your gun though. The marker. Yeah, the gun itself. I need to... Are you sure? 
I I always treat it like a firearm because uh, sometimes when you land, they uh, I don't know they, they can freak out about paintball guns. Sometimes they don't, especially with mine because it looks like a real gun. Mm, yeah, I'm I'm just gonna I'm either gonna ship mine uh, tomorrow or uh, <coughs> or uh, go through the whole process of just checking it as a firearm because they're weird about that. I know Kitty's been held up in in Florida before at an airport because they thought it was a real gun or something. The fucking thing was pink. So. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think I'm going to have plenty of time to, to finish the thing off before the new season premieres on Sunday night. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. This, this book's been really good. I got to pack for this event. It's going to take me a while to like get everything packed and be positive that I haven't missed anything. I bought some more camera oh. gear today. So it's okay, actually. You can't bring in a new carry-on, but you can put it in your check baggage. They don't consider paintball games... To- paintball guns to be firearms you mm-hmm. can pack them in an unlocked soft side luggage etc so as long as it's not compressed air mm-hmm. then uh you can just you can do it do like you that. have do you are you bringing an air tank or an air tank yeah yeah everything you, but a uh, hopper i don't have a hopper i got a hopper for you did you um have you taken the the uh regulator off yeah regulator off before okay cool yeah, yeah. i just know like the first time they usually they're locked tied on there and it's a bitch to get off yeah, no, I fly with mine pretty much every time I play paintball. It's in Chicago. So, um, so yeah, every time I play, I'm taking that regulator off. It's used to it. <sighs> so, um, so, yeah, the house is getting done. And, like, emotionally, I've had every thought on this thing. I've had thoughts like, like it was never going to happen. I was just working for no... Hey, it's not... I, I'm still not so sure. <laughs> oh, this is... <laughs> I told Jizz, um, like, like, it'd be funny if Jackie were to mess with him and, like, like make it look like the house was on fire the next time he came <laughs> over and, like, like, have fire trucks there and everything. Or, like, <laughs> like, what if you set up, like, a fake picture of, like, fire trucks and she set a big, like, tire fire in the backyard to this black smoke <laughs> and she took it at the right angles and, and it's just, she, like, sends it to you at the paintball trip, like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that would be I was awful. Like, that'd be awful. I was like, that'd be a good prank. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? The house i had a thing oh oh the excuses have frustrated the heck out of me like so last week i guess the or maybe it was two weeks ago the general contractor and his girlfriend had some sort of anniversary for when they met but they're not married it was their dating anniversary so he took like the week off and it's just like ah motherfucker and then the the project manager had a friend who died during an April several yeah. years ago. So you couldn't expect him to be fully productive because it was his friend's death I hate month. that bullshit. That's, everybody's got a fucking excuse. There are no days of the year when I am not ready to roll if there's money involved. Yeah. None. My birthday? Well, it'll be a nice birthday present when you sign the check. Like, let's work. <laughs> let's fucking work. They, like, 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 it snowed uh, it's, two days. North it's Carolina. over now. It snowed two days this fucking year in North Carolina. They referred to it as the snowpocalypse. When, whenever Pierce Brosnan had that movie, The November Man, come out in the fall, uh, they wanted us to do a uh, promotional video for that thing and, and use the weapons of November Man and stuff like that. And the, uh, the, the, pro- the, the production company that, that made the movie, they really wanted Pierce Brosnan to be in my video. And I was like, of course, I'd like to meet fucking James Bond. Right. And they were like, and, and so everybody wants this to happen. It's just up to Pierce Brosnan to be like, very well. Like, let's yeah. do it that way. So, like, apparently, it, the, the filming of this thing fell upon the anniversary of his daughter's death. 
and he would only film it during like two days in Hawaii on his island. And by the end, it was just like, fuck it. You know what? Fuck it. Fuck it, James Bond. Like, like we can't do it. Like, you, you, it's so hard to film a video with you. Like, like we just can't do it. It's over. So we just didn't do it. Yes. Yeah, but I don't understand when people have special day. And everything I do, there's always some like uh, something always pops up like that. Like this Good Friday thing recently. Whenever like I'm uh, when I'm trying to work, when I'm like, all right, my time is valuable. Let's do stuff right now. I'm here to make things happen. It's like, oh, Lenny's not here today. Lenny's the guy who handles that kind of stuff. So, what the fuck? Like, like, yeah. and, and it'll be Friday. Another so. guy died. Someone they know. He, they, like, Danny was telling me about it. I guess he's dropped him off in Florida some number of years ago, and the guy was a um a bodybuilder. So he was pumping his body full of like diuretics and steroids, and um he was the second best over forty bodybuilder in his state or something, and uh, and he died at forty seven unfortunate but danny's like yeah i kind of knew it was going to happen because you know because of the way he treated his body like chemistry experiment mm -hmm. and uh and i don't know i just it seems valid right i feel like a dick now but it's like did, how often well, do you see this guy um the, no the, there are no anniversaries of my dead loved ones that i don't work on i promise you if there's work to be done and someone's like hey we're trying to give you this much money for this much work and it needs to be on this day where so and so died it's like okay like like well this will this will be a good toast to them and and yeah like, and, like no, no you have to understand it's not like an anniversary this is a month-long vigil for everyone oh. they know that's died <laughs> <laughs> it's not the death date oh, it's God. the death month what is this guy like 15 like by the time you're a grown man like you've probably known someone who's died in every month it's like i don't work during the year you know uh, <laughs> i know it's just like, november that's the only time that's that's my yeah. safe month. no one's died in november oh fuck <laughs> there goes that guy i went to high school with that seems like an excuse to me but whatever i, I guess maybe some people are closer to their loved ones my mom's die dog died recently like two mm. days ago are you okay uh, I am 100%. <laughs> I, I, my sister texted me, actually. She's like, hey, I, let, me, let, me, let me pull this text message up. All right. I, I don't want to misquote her. I thought she was, let's see here. She goes, hey, it's me. And I go, hey, what's up? She says, got some bad news, dot, dot. And I'm just like, what? And she's like, Belle's been sick for a while. Just had to put her to sleep. Belle's my mom's dog. Mom's a mess. Might want to just call and say, hey, dad's a mess, too. Just thought I'd tell you and say, hey, miss you. We all need to have dinner one night. Like, no, fuck you, you monster. I know what you're trying to pull here. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Like, like, I'm not calling anybody to reconcile them about the dead dog. Like, I'm sorry the dog's dead. I knew that dog my entire life. It's like that dog was 15 years old or something. Uh, so maybe entire life's an exaggeration. But for a real long time. If uh, you're feel feeling this way, it might be a good time to text in your love. <laughs> <laughs> what i was thinking i was i was like they don't need me to get like, like no one's looking to me for as like something to hang on to during this rocky time of bell's death like put her with the rest of the dogs over by the fence and mm -hmm. that, that'll be the end of it like like i liked that dog but that dog needed <clears throat> to die it was it was diabetic it was coughing and wheezing it had a had an oxygen mask that dog had more pills than i take it's it, it was awful it was ridiculous that dog needed to go. They put a ramp in. My dad built the dog a ramp so it could get up the stairs into the house. It's like uh, it's you know it's all wooden and he's he's like stapled Sweet. cloth to it so now that you get rid of the ramp. Can... Yeah, now we get rid of that fucking ramp, right? Yeah, it's stupid. The um, <laughs> my mom had a dog Taylor, and uh, 
That dog bit Hope when she was a little girl. Hope, sweetest little two-year-old. Picture, you know, the cute, 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 cute little girl in the pretty dress that they wear every once in a while, visiting grandparents, and their dog bites her and breaks the skin, and now she's bleeding. Well, fuck. I don't like your dog anymore. And I held on to that feeling until the dog's death. The dog was always nasty and snappy, and it wasn't properly housebroken. But since it's just a little dog, it was a tiny little white mop-looking thing, you know, they, they felt like not being housebroken was less of an offense. <sighs> I guess it's less of an offense, because now that I have Great Danes, when they do have an accident, it's a fucking oh, lake. But it's still a horrible offense. It's not an okay state of affairs. And, uh, and when that dog died, it was just like, you don't expect me to lie about, you know. <laughs> I think I'm glad. I, yeah, I, I really do love uh, most dogs, and uh, but but I never really get sad when they die because I figure like you know it's 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 over for him. Like he wasn't a sentient being. Like even if hmm. I sat there and looked in his little dying face and told him how much I cared <laughs> about him and how like like all those times when he comforted me, he wouldn't understand any of it. So there's no point. You just let him go. There's there's no reason to be there by the bedside. In my opinion, like I, I've had to I had to put the cat down last week. Like I, it's just. Just do it, and it's over, and, and it's gone now. Did, did, you, did you catch that dog that's been tearing apart your trash? Is there any update on that? No, but I'm armed and ready if I ever see him. I got, I got my silenced, like, crazy dog-killing bullets and everything. And if you would I really to... do it? Yeah, because it just it, makes a terrible Sometimes we mess. goof on the show, right? We goof about things and sometimes no that's who we are <laughs> and, well i mean i don't want to shoot the dog but the, it's a big it's a big like physical physical dog that comes in our yard and we've got tiny little like not real dogs there's a wiener dog and there's this that that jack russell mix whatever they are they're, they're little but and they're Dax fragile not little Dax, and Fred. That, yeah but dax in a in like a kennel he's over not the there. dog you're talking about no no i'm talking about this dog that's like coming up in the yard ripping the trash apart like if he comes the, the other little dogs try to chase it out of the yard and all that would, it would take is that dog to stop and stand his ground and then he kills one of the little dogs so yeah he may have to go um if i see him i'll shoot him but you know i'm not going to get in a gunfight in the in the streets <laughs> or anything if he's in my property where i can do it safely i'll do it but the uh, the fucking cat got hit by a car or something it came back all crippled up and I gave it a day and a half to see if it would like, you know, get better. But it, it clearly had like some broken bones <clears throat> in its legs, so I had to shoot the cat the other day. That so was it, the last. I'm sorry, I just had an awful segue. Did it was the last of the cats. I was going to say <laughs> that. Like, like uh, there was a cat that showed up on our doorstep four or five years ago. We called her White Cat, and she had several littens of kittens. And this was one of the kittens named Black Cat, and he was the last of the black cats. There was Black Cat one and two. Mm. Number one vanished, and this was Black Cat number two. He was the boy, and now he's gone as well. So we are catless. <laughs> I'm catless, too. My cat ran off or something. I don't know. I haven't <laughs> seen him in ages. The eagle's now, got it. If, let's say that you're a gangster, right? The, the, the normal way to assassinate someone as a gangster is the drive-by shooting. I've always felt like sniping was underutilized. You know, they'd probably hit the right target more often. They'd probably get kill shots a little better. Rifles are much more deadly than pistols. Well, I think with the gangsters, the thing is that a lot of times it seems like they're just like... The, the reason they're hitting the other guys is because it, it's usually for, for territory, for drugs, it seems like to me, mm -hmm. uh, in, in movies and you know documentaries and Let's stuff. Let's just roll with it. Scene. That's the scenario, yeah. right? Someone's and, on a corner that you feel like they shouldn't be. And so it's sort of like... 
you kind of have to hit them right then and there. There's no like scaling a rooftop and getting a high powered rifle. They've they've got guns that are meant for up close and personal. It seems like most of the time, and they they just kind of pull up and start shooting. Uh, but but if you just wanted to kill one person, one specific person, then yeah, like like you could shoot them from a really long distance away with a sniper rifle if you just knew they were going to be somewhere. Yeah, I just feel like that's the way to go, or possibly shotgun. Right? You know, why are you shooting people multiple times with pistols? You're awful at it. You're holding them sideways. You know, they get, a, a good shotgun will, will, will kill your, your foe dead, and uh, you'll probably hit or what poison. you're looking for. I think Ooh, I would be a poisoner. That is a lady's weapon. I think it's a smart person's weapon. That's it's, what, it's a Game I, of Thrones reference. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I feel like poison would be the way to go. I could totally make some ricin in my basement if I really wanted to. I never would. I wouldn't do it. I but, didn't know but, you know, it, ricin doesn't have some like rare earth element that you need. You couldn't get a hold of. Castor beans. I. Where do they have those at the supermarket? I can order them right off the internet. Can I would you? imagine. I, I, I'm not. We're not talking about how to make one of the world's deadliest poisons right now. But uh, if you wanted to, you could make one of the world's deadliest poisons at your house, I suppose. And then you could put in a dart. You could hit someone with a blow dart. They'd be like, "What the fuck was that guy got?" It's a blow. You could you could totally blow dart somebody, take them out. Uh, there was that. Um, I don't remember. It, this guy got got taken out one time. They they had this tiny little ball bearing, really tiny, and it was it had rice inside of it, and it was perforated with holes, and it was in the tip of an umbrella. And they bumped into him in the street, poked him in the leg with it, and he was dead in like forty eight hours. Or you'd use polonium like the Russians do. You're definitely right. The castor beans is where ricer co- ricin comes or from. Or I've heard about gene manipulation uh, weaponry that they use now that could that could have your body created. You know, basically you have cancer within a couple months and just be dead. Uh, this article is too long to get a short answer, but you. It looks like this is something you can make. Oh yeah, there's a couple of crazies that got caught making it not too far from me a while back. That really, they got, they got caught up in this whole FBI sting. Uh, they called it terrorism, I think. Those poor old guys are done. <laughs> they got them in a black cell somewhere. <laughs> uh, terrorism. It's all terrorism. Hey, uh, John Oliver tonight interviewed Edward Snowden. I haven't seen it yeah, yet, but I got to check haven't. that out. Have I you seen, seen it? Yet. Kitty oh. saw it. She said it was really good. Uh, I know that she said that he was really shy and like. Uh, Kind of, uh, he was he was ha- he he was sort of cringing every time John Al- Oliver was making the whole dick pic analogy bet- about uh, security. Uh, so I, I want to see it. I'm sure it's funny and it's it's interesting that he was able to go to Russia and make that happen. I wonder who set that up. Uh, that's um that's got to be good for the ratings. So yeah, I want to see that too. Yeah, I. So with John Stewart retired. So John Stewart went on CNN's Crossfire, and basically his message was. Stop it. You're hurting America. I think he was right. You know, that was like around the time of the people don't if you're young Republican Democrat wasn't always like this. It wasn't always a war. People don't even want to live in like a blue neighborhood if they're red or they don't want to live around Republicans if they're blue like the the intolerance for each other. This is kind of a like mid 90s and on thing. This isn't an always thing. And, And anyway, John Stewart went on Crossfire and he's like, stop it, you're hurting America. And in my opinion, I almost want to come up to John Stewart and say, thank you. You helped America, right? The the idiocracy that you pointed out and show after show. MSNBC a little bit, but especially Fox News. Of course, you know, he, he's liberal. Brian Williams was talking about it. And he's like, you know, 
we would do a show and when we were about to say something or do something it would go in the back of my head like you know don't end up on comedy central's you know the daily show like you, <laughs> like you, this is the kind of thing that's going to get you called out by john stewart don't do this and that service was important for america and now he's he's stepping down i don't know if his replacement or if there's anyone else in the world who could do it quite like he did you know it well they picked it already right it's isn't isn't that south african guy yeah yeah it's it's a black guy from south africa i've seen him on the show twice before i don't know how many times he's been on and he's, he's got good. a couple comedy specials okay uh he seems like a good choice but i don't know that there are any choices that can quite be what john stewart was right he's just got big shoes to fill i wish him luck yeah he's um, very good yeah and i just uh, i don't know I, I i worry like like oh wow an election cycle without john stewart mm. but now there's john oliver trying to sort of fill the role it's tar it's tough to fill it from hbo because not as many people have it he's on youtube every video he does gets a million views that's kind of cool that's a lot of people um but i don't know i just don't feel like for me anyway john oliver's no john stewart i i um i like them both <laughs> I, uh, I i know you feel like john oliver uh kind of i don't know that he's a little bit too liberal and that he that he sort of wraps thing up things up in a in his own little package and presents them the way he'd like and sometimes he he doesn't show both sides of an argument but and I he think doesn't that, have any solutions he rarely has solutions uh, Oh, fair enough. Like, can I do one real quick? He did one recently on how college athletes should be paid. And um, what happens right now is most college programs lose money. They do. Uh, the facilities that they play in and then the other teams cost money, right? So while the basketball team or the football team might be profitable in a vacuum, they are funding the gymnastics team, the swimming team, the fencing team, the soccer teams, the baseball teams. All that other stuff is funded by the cash cows. So, when you say, you know, this college basketball player is being taken advantage of, he's earning you all this money and he's not getting paid, I just want you to know that if you're in favor of playing, of paying players, then you are also in favor of canceling gymnastics. You are also in favor of ending, you know, the swim team and the baseball team. Does that include the money that they would get from, like, I don't know, the, all the, the sports franchise video game, uh, video games? Like, like all the NCAA uh, games and all that stuff. I, I think it does, right? And now, like people say the coaches earn a lot of money. You know, why don't the coaches just earn less? Well, they made that decision, right? That, that college or university has decided that the $7 million coach will be a better decision for them than the $1 million coach. Yeah, I got right? no problem with the amount they spend on coaches. I don't care what they spend on anything, but I do feel like it's not fair to not play those players who are making the university so much money it, it 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 reminds me of that episode of South Park when they compared it to basically compared it to slavery, uh, because it you can't fault the 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 football player because he plays a popular sport that uh, that that earns money. I feel like he should be getting some of that revenue at least from one of the revenue and streams. I, I like, think that's a viable viewpoint, right? I, I think you could say yeah, maybe the football player makes the video games or the ticket sales. Like one of those areas should should funnel some of their money back to the player. Okay, so. If you were to pay each football player 50 grand, right? That might be their market value. You know, it, it does, it's not making them rich, but 50 grand for a football player. Well, I just grabbed it. That's $2.6 million, $2,650,000. If you're going to add $2.5 million worth of expenses at the sports programs, you're canceling a couple things, 
right? You know, you're really making college sports a business, which it kind of is now. And I'm not even saying you're wrong or that John Oliver's wrong. What I'm saying is when you make this decision, just know the rest of the impact. Women's soccer, it's fucking gone. Gymnastics, you're out of there. You know, all these other things, two and a half million dollars we're talking about. Where's all that goddamn tuition going to? Like, I feel like the real core issue is that, is that uh, these colleges are just money vacuums and they need to start uh, accounting themselves a little bit better. Because it seems like there are countless millions going in between tuition and the games and the merchandise and... And, uh, and the profits from their endowments. It, of course. It, a lot of yeah. times these... Like, I know where I went, Drexel has a large endowment. They have like a billion dollars. There's, I mean, if they do like a 7% return on that, what is that? 7 million or 70 million? I'm mixed up. Se- Every year. 7 million would be like 1,000th. Oh, wait, wait. You said a billion? Yeah. So, so yeah, it'd be, it'd be 70 million, wouldn't it? That'd be 7%. It's because 70 million times. I'm doing it. 70 million. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten so millions like, of percent. If they get a seven percent return, which of course you can't get that every year, but you know that's seventy million dollars to run your school. You know, you know, there's some. They're obviously very expensive to run, and I would argue inefficient to run. But assuming you can't like make the entire college more efficient, if you add two and a half million dollars by paying every football player, and I think it would have to be more. You're cutting I, that somewhere. I, I think what. What I would like to see at least is like a baby step is like if there's one player at your university who's selling, I, I don't know what the numbers are with jer- like, like jersey sales right. or whatever. Like if this guy has sold 20,000 jerseys and the next place guy has sold like 3,000 jerseys, like he should, you got to, I feel like that guy should be compensated. I feel like the star players that you're trying to convince to stay with you uh, instead of going to the pros, like that would be a great way to create dynasties back in the collegiate level. If you, if if your guys weren't immediately going off the pros for more money, if I feel like they should be getting paid in college, uh, because they're just it, it feels like they're putting work for it and not being compensated for it, and um, in hopes that they'll that their bodies won't break down by the time they can sign that real pro contract. And for me, I'm not sure if they should get paid in college, but what I am sure is that when you talk about it like you you have to be for the whole thing you know you can't just be like you know what fuck i think everyone should get paid a lot i'm for that you know well no no there you know there, there's consequences to making these decisions when you devote money to the player's salary then you have to take it from somewhere and just know that like that's what you're for it, it all started out with this thing you know people have heard me say this you can't just be against something. You have to be for something else. You know, like in, in it came from my state. We were talking about doing a lottery, and North Carolina is kind of a Bible Belt thing. And you know, there were there were some people who were saying don't do a lottery because it's rough on the the poor people because that's who does it. There are some hmm. people saying don't do a lottery because it's against God's will to do betting or something. And there were other people saying do a lottery because it'll fund schools. And the powerful argument I heard that, that burned into like who I am is you can't just be against the lottery. You have to be for higher taxes or you have to be for lowering teacher pay. You have to be for something because, you know, if I'm for the lottery, this is how I fund schools. If you're not for it, be for something else. You can't just be against something. And, I am and, for another line at the gas station for the lottery. That's what I'm for. I hate those people in front of me buying their fucking lottery tickets. Like, I just want like a soda, <laughs> or I just want one item, and they're up there scratching them off on the counter. That that, 
I, I got a problem with the lottery. I, I I feel like gambling should be legal. I I feel like just just completely wide open gambling and prostitution would be a good thing. Uh, bringing lots of revenue and uh, and you know those things are already going on. So you just clean up those industries that they are. You know, get rid of all the vice police, reassign them somewhere pot where two. they can actually do some good. Yeah, pot two. Why not? Mm-hmm. All that stuff. Acid. Uh, you know, crystal meth. Whatever. Okay, we went a little far on that <laughs> toward the end. I, all right, I actually so no don't know. Meth. Like, it, like it, everything, but I, I feel like everything. I feel like uh, you know, there's no reason for crystal meth to be legal. Not even once. That's what I always, I always crack that joke. Like whenever crystal meth comes up in like casual conversation, as it does, I'll be like, "Hey, man, <laughs> not even once, right? Am I right?" And I remember I was with these two guys, and they were like, "Oh, I tried it once, man. I tried." It. And the other guy's like, "Yeah, man, I tried it a few times." And I'm just like, "I gotta find a new social group. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm out of here. You fucking crystal meth doing weirdos. Like, absolutely I, not." My, um, I think I told this story before. I don't know if it was on air though. It, my, the PM on my at my house. We we're talking to about talking to his son about drugs, and then all of a sudden it became crystal clear. Oh, yeah. This guy was a fucking expert on the topic. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like, that, did I talk about this on PKA? I forget, but... I remember it, you told me. We were talking about pills. I, I was on Oxycontin or something when I had my wisdom teeth out a long time ago. He's like, oh, yeah, Oxycontin, that's, you know, it's a derivative of something else, and you take it, and you really like it, and you, more and more and more, and it's pretty expensive, and you fall off your prescription and this, and, it, and then that's how you get into heroin, because heroin gives you the same vibe that this thing does, but instead of 30 Cheaper. bucks a pill, it's 30 bucks a day, $30 and you're good for the whole day this and that and it's like holy shit this guy's an expert and he's like you know, did you know with crystal meth you have to exhale quickly or can recrystallize and it's really dangerous and like no I didn't know that at all I didn't <laughs> yeah I, I don't want any part of any stuff like that but I do feel like um, everything except for I know in my head I feel like crystal meth is a bad drug I don't feel like cocaine is a bad drug um, I, I don't think it is I mean it, when it's abused but the shit's so expensive I don't know how anybody could abuse it without you know ruining their life Crack cocaine obviously is a, is a problem. I um, just like in, in, individually, I've supported all these positions before. Like, you know, should prostitution be illegal? I don't know. Maybe you make it legal, you clean oh, up the industry, etc. Def- I definitely feel like prostitution should be one hundred percent legal. Okay, you because you, you get rid of you get rid of pimps, you get rid of the STDs, you get rid of the Johns. You know, the guys who are going out trying mm-hmm. to find a prostitute, but instead find something much worse. Whether they're finding a disease, or they're getting robbed, or they're getting beaten up and killed by some pimp, or mixed up in some like nastier business somehow. Uh, there's human uh, okay. trafficking. So that, if we that, make like let's say overnight we wave our magic wand. And we make prostitution legal, we make pot legal, and we make... What was the other one? Um, um, prostitution, drugs. pot... I thought there was something... Gambling, uh, right? Gambling, yeah. Yeah, gambling, prostitution, and pot. Suddenly available anywhere, anytime. Does America yep. get better? Yes. So, so first, there's, there's going to be a lot to be done because, first of all, you're, 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 a lot of people are losing their jobs. All these vice police and stuff like that, so... It'd be a major overhaul of the whole law enforcement system, and I feel like you need a new government agency. And the same way that the ATF is alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and now explosives, you need a, a group, an organization that would that would take care of, I don't know, m- marijuana and prostitution and uh, and gambling, like and you, cotton you, candy, all the fun stuff. Yeah, all the fun <laughs> stuff. You need a new government agency that would like take care of that stuff. Uh, because there'd be a lot of policing and, and, and rules and regulations to enforce, like how many people you could fuck in a day and how many blowjobs. There'd have to be regula- re- regulations at some point. Right. But 
But I feel like all that stuff should be legal. Prostitution, definitely, because it's just two adults agreeing to do something. You know, it's it's legal if there's a video camera there, but not if there's not a video camera there. And it's legal if no money changes hands, but it's not if there's a little money yeah, changes hands. Yeah, the video hands. camera thing is like, one's a product and the other's a service. And the product is legal. You can make a tape, but you can't sell a blowjob. You're We're selling so a tape of a blowjob. It's weird. Americans are so hung up on sex stuff. It's 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 uh we're, we're, we've got so many like uh, religious hangups about sex and prostitution and and what's good sex and what's bad sex. It's 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 really holding us back. I feel in that regard, it's messing up a lot of people's lives. Everyone always talks about the lives that are ruined by uh you know minor drug offenses, but you know they just had a little marijuana. Maybe they were selling a little marijuana, and in the in the end, we're talking about. You know, a hundred dollars worth of pot. You know, enough that would it would barely fit in the the bottom of your pocket or something like that. And that ruining lives. You know, uh, from the court cost to actually being imprisoned, and you know, and then they can't get I a job. I a hundred dollars a pot being a lot, like half a cup. Am I a way cup? off? I wouldn't really know, but I don't hypothetically, think like you know, maybe you have a friend who would know. I mean, I feel like a uh, hundred dollars a pot would be like um, half a coffee cup. Be like four hundred dollars an ounce. You're talking about a quarter of an ounce. Um, so like you know, like this much in the bottom of a Ziploc baggie, I guess. Okay, Something I'm like about that. right then. Yeah, I suppose so. I don't know how big a cup is. I don't. I don't know. You I know how big a coffee cup is. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, about like a cup. Okay, fair enough. That makes sense. A cup yeah, or half a cup? Half a cup, right? Half a cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, people getting their lives ruined by that stuff, but in the same way it happens with prostitution. But but it's a lot easier to laugh and giggle at the the forty five year old guy who got caught with the nineteen year old skeezy prostitute. It's like what would you think was going to happen when you when you hired Letitia to take you out and give you a hand job in the back uh, by Rite Aid? Like that's what you get, you dirty old fucker. But in the <laughs> end, it's like come on, he just wanted a hand job. Like everybody wants a hand job every now and then. And maybe Letitia is not the nicest looking lady, but she wore gloves. Am I right? What's the problem? <laughs> I went to. I just um, feel like I feel like that should have been a twenty-five dollar transaction. We both wash our hands of this literally, and that's the end <laughs> of the night. In um in the Dominican Republic, prostitution is really rampant there, and we go out to dinner and stuff, and you could totally see like this gray-haired guy with mouth with male pattern baldness. You know, he's probably I'm I'm making him like fifty-seven in this situation. Could stand to lose seventy pounds, and there's like this really like. Just a good-looking, dark-skinned woman, ha like dining with him, and Wh you're where like, "Where is this at?" You say Dominican, Dominican Republic? Republic, yeah. And uh, you'd see it a lot. Apparently, the DR—I didn't know it until the first time we went there—is um, like it's right there with Thailand in terms of like sex cases, sex and trade. Such. Really? Yeah. How much are flights there, perchance? It's cheap. It's just below Cuba. Like it's not far. I I'm gonna look up the flights just for science while you continue your <laughs> prostitution story. Anyway. Um, yeah, we'd be, we'd go out to like a bar or something like that and you just see like table after table with what are obviously mismatched couples and you're like, wow, all these guys are on sexcations. It was a, it was a common thing. Well, I, let's Colonies. see how much these, $418. That's not bad at all. No, no. I could be there tomorrow. Hold on. Let me come right back. I'm sorry. Yeah, you go right ahead. I'll, I'll, we'll talk more about sexcations while you're gone. I never know what's gonna come like back through that door. Woody could come with like his eyes are gone and like blood's just running down his face, and he's like the horror. You never know over there. 
I wonder if he's going to make a new like TV setup like he's got over there with that TV kind of sunk into the wall. I wonder what that's going to be like at the new house. I imagine it's going to be like that, but just massive. Although we did talk about doing a projector at one point. Hmm. But Woody won't have a normal projector. It won't be that cheap-ass shit you pull down from uh, the ceiling like back in uh, high school. It'll totally be some sort of a like coming up out of a hardwood floor like RoboCop style projection screen. Hmm. How long is he going to leave me here? Seems like he's been gone a while. What if he fell down the stairs and nobody in the house knows it? And he's just down there bleeding. Doesn't know whether he should crawl back to me because that's technically closer or just keep, keep clawing toward the back door where Jackie is to try to get help from her. This pool of blood in his wake. The dog comes by, but of course his dog's a cocksucker, so he's just like, you're fucked, Woody, and just like licks him a little and just keeps moving, like not doing that whole like lassie running to get help kind of thing. Nope, nope, he's alive. I'm so sorry. You're all Oh, alone. it's okay. Did you sing the chisso? No, we were, we, <laughs> I, well, I, I was about to say we were talking, but, but I was just kind of talking to the camera about what may have become of you. <laughs> what, Colin's really difficult to raise, um... What happened down there is he threw a ball and he knocked over a glass of milk, which sounds like nothing. And like in terms of carelessness, this is like normal 11 year old behavior, right? But it spilled on both the iPad and my wife's computer. This is milk. So they're more upset than they would be had it just been like the ground, you know, like a hardwood floor. I see. Now, Colin is screaming at everyone else. To not give him a hard time about it, right? When he should have said, like, I'm sorry. Like, oh my God, you know, help me, I spilled milk. If he had done that, it'd be super easy to be like, okay, let's get some paper towels. But instead, he's like, you know, you're being bad for not liking my milk spilling. And, and it's like a completely inappropriate reaction. And, you know, you want to guide him towards normal behavior, but it, like... And, and, you know, I'm down there, like, cooling things down, and Jackie's like, you're doing this wrong. Y you know, he should be apologizing, not yelling at us. He, he threw a ball and knocked over milk in an area he should have been more careful because there's milk and a couch and they're watching TV. And um, this stuff happens a lot, you know. Sometimes I, Jackie calls me on it more than Hope does. Like, Hope will do something, and I'm like, hey, not okay. But she gets the whole thing. And, you know, the expectations are different. Whereas with Colin, like, I never quite know if I'm supposed to, like, come down hard on him or cut him slack. Because, yeah. you know, what he's doing now is inappropriate, but, you know, he's not your everyday kid. So um, that's a hard one. It's super hard and it happens a lot. And, um, yeah, so I, I played the cooler, but, you know, did I just raise him wrong and teach him it was okay? And that, like, there's no consequences to messing up and, like, you know, he threw a ball and knocked over milk and spilled it all over my wife and two expensive pieces of electronics. And I'm like, you know, it's okay, give me a hug. Maybe there should be consequences, you know? Like, so... I remember when I shot my window out of my dad's truck, he chased me screaming. <laughs> I hid under the bed for about an hour, so maybe that's what you would rather than him. <laughs> if you were my kid and you did that, <laughs> I'd have came down hard on you because you're like a, a guy who you gets all the social ramifications and the importance of you did four times. Four years old. 
Oh, you were four years old. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I would have reconsidered my decision to make firearms available. Oh, to it, was <laughs> it was my little uh, Daisy one cock beat again. But um, but anyway, that's I hear him yelling again. I guess the situation's not over. But um, but yeah, it is difficult to be Colin's parent because uh, you know, you don't. It, it's it's always tricky to know when you're supposed to go hard on him. And by the way there's a real chance that he'll be talking about it for like nine months. Remember the the water the park water thing? Park. For people that don't know, um, Colin didn't go on a water park ride with Hope and I because he was too small. You had to be this tall to ride it. And um, like for years, like four years, <laughs> he was talking about the slight. Like... He doesn't get over stuff sometimes. You being like, no, you can't have a cookie. You've already had two. Him being like, oh, I remember, just like the water park, huh? I remember when I couldn't have something. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, yeah, it's, um, you know, sometimes things are totally cool. He was talking to me recently, and just the conversation and the ease at which he was talking, it was like, wow, this is really going so great, like. He's engaging conversationally. And then there are other times, like just now, where it's like, oh, this is going so awful. He's uh, it's completely flying off the rails over something that, that most kids wouldn't. Hmm. And, uh, and, and, you know, you want to forgive him. If he just said, I'm sorry, please help me with the spilled milk, we'd be all over it like normal people. But um, instead, he's like screaming at them. Hmm. You know, it's, That's a hard one. I, uh, it's one of the reasons why I would prefer to be Uncle Kyle. <laughs> Uncle's a good spot. Yeah. But you want to call it a show? Sure. Yeah, I think it went good this time. I like yeah, this show. Yeah, it's a good show. show. Yeah, all right. And good job, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, nicely done. <laughs>